9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Go Plug Yourself. This week, Chris Vendito and I play host to the one, the only, Mike Carozza. Before this whole pandemic thing hit, Mike had moved to Toronto to make the entire city laugh and fall in love with him. As it did for so many of us, the COVID-19 thing derailed that plan just a little bit. So it was that Mike found himself moving back to Montreal for safety and home-cooked meals. Of course, you can't keep a creative genius. Yeah, I said it. You can't keep a creative genius down. So Mike has been bringing all kinds of online content to the world, uh, like on Twitch, on Discord. He's been recording podcasts. He's been uh, blogging. He's done it all. So obviously it comes as no surprise that for a big chunk of this episode, we talk about Magic the Gathering. Yep, that's a thing. Uh, If any of Mike's projects that you hear about on the episode uh, sound interesting to you, go check out his link tree. I put it in the post on the blog on this episode uh, because there's all sorts of ways you can listen to his album. You can support him on uh, by PayPal. You can watch his Discord, his Twitter, his Twitch streams, all of that. It's all there on the link tree. The link is in the episode post of this on 9to5.cc, so you can find out what Mike's been doing there. And in the meantime, sit back, relax, enjoy the show, and go plug yourself. Go plug yourself, you plug another plugger. Go plug yourself, you plug another plugger. So look, we're starting. Oh, Mike. oh, thank you. Keith, what's up, Bubba? Chris, how you doing, bud? Okay, you got, you got the big boy mic out. I like it. Well, you were really mad that I only have my headphones, and you, you, you made note of something of work I do for another company, and I'm like, well, that company pays me, Keith. So, Well, I would like to pay you. You will be the first person I pay after myself because I don't make any money. Let's get that Heineken <laughs> money coming in. Let's get the. the that's it. We, need, mad we really should. We should get sponsors. That's that's the way. We'll get sponsors. Then we'll t- split. Here's what we do: we get sponsors. Then we take the money from the sponsors. We split it fifty-fifty. So we buy advertising, and then amongst ourselves, and that's and uh, give none none of the profits go to Walter. No, absolutely not. He retired from the show. That's like yeah. that's established. He retired from he the show, shot. but he still he likes to, chance to monetize. He still likes to threaten us all by saying he could take it back whenever he wants. So. <laughs> oh, who's that? Who's that this? laughing? Who's that? Oh. Is that our boy Mike Carosa? It's okay, your boy. You know who's laughing? It's me. It's yeah, me. but the listeners. Hello. Don't. So we're, we're we're doing a good intro. The listeners oh. don't. I've done this podcast so many times. Yeah, but they don't know. They don't I was know gonna say, years years oh my god, just talking at the same time. We're so good. We're pros. I was gonna say, I think the first time might have been 2013. Yeah, like yeah, legitimately yeah. eight years ago, uh-huh. which is which is craziness. Chris, you were oh, saying you thought wait wait wait, Keith, you thought that you would have me and Chris on the same podcast and that we wouldn't talk over each other? <laughs> no, I have an Italian <laughs> wife and family. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, Mike's Italian. I had no idea. Okay, mm. that's enough. Right out of the gate. What are we doing? How dare you? <laughs> I have gotten used to like less less crosstalk, overtalk or whatever, because due to the pandemic, obviously Sunday lunches have been canceled. Right. Uh so that's the that's the where I get the most 
Italian family vibe as a sitting there as an outsider watching watching the magic explode around me as aunts and uncles and kids and all that uh, uh-huh. do the, uh-huh. the the loud and passionate stereotypes like but it's I don't know it's real <laughs> it's reality I mean just the other night because I was at I went to see Walter's show at the Fringe Festival mm-hmm. and I saw our dear uh, dear friends there and Chris and I hadn't seen each other in a little while and over a year. we just started yelling at each other in the street it was great. Uh, I had to see how such a good time it was when I saw you. Yeah, me too, buddy. I loved it was you. A fun we, time. we were scaring passerbys as we normally yeah, do yeah. in that wind tunnel that is Prince Arthur. Uh huh. I don't know if, if, any, if anyone listening has ever been to, to Prince Arthur. It's like even on the hottest day of the year, it is a fucking wind tunnel in there yeah. with the, just a little bit of breeze. You feel like you're going to blow away. If you've got away. a slight breeze in the rest of the city, if you're on Prince Arthur, that is enough to take out a couple signs, blow a couple chairs over. I saw I saw, I saw, saw a young, uh, young Irish kid just floating away. It was crazy. Oh, uh, yeah. Just floating uh, yeah, away. I'm like, oh, Irish blast me. Because of yeah, the he, red hair. Because of the red hair. Yeah. Oh no! I thought it was because on his way up, he was like, "Oh, I'm Irish." Tell Chris. Irish. <laughs> <laughs> Tell my Mike, story. No, Mike knows this. I used to do a bit about how the Irish uh, culture has no cuisine, and I I had like other comics telling me it was wow. racist, and they were all white, and 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 I and I very much disagreed with the notion that talking about the fact that you know Irish uh, folks who do a lot of great things aren't big on, you know, cuisine. That's all it is. It's not like a, it's not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking, I'm not raking them over the coals with it. And, uh, you know, that's, that was the start of my heel tour. That was the start of my heel turn. That was the start of my heel turn. (laughs) The start of your heel turn was when you decided to be like, Walter, I think of you as one of my closest and dearest friends. That's the start of everybody's heel turn. (laughs) I don't even, honestly, I don't even know how Walter and I became friends. We, he did not. (laughs) Through comedy. It's the easiest thing. Walter, you don't become friends with Walter. You find out that you've been friends with Walter all this time. Like you, know? you, you end up having hung out with him and been at shows with him for so long, and then you're like, "Oh shit, yeah, I'll come." Wait a second, are we hanging out on a Saturday when there's no show? I guess we're friends. I, I guess we're friends know. now. Yeah, it just comes <laughs> out of nowhere. His parents <laughs> will still. His, his mom will still like will still joke around. Like, um, his son calls me Big Chris. And his parents yeah. don't like that because they think it's mean. It's, I think it's hilarious. And it and then is. the other on Wednesday, his mom, Walter's mom and Walter's dad came to the well, show, Keith. Yeah. And si- his sister was there. And his sister yeah. was there. And his sister was like, "Hey, look, there's Big Chris." And then his mom was like, "Shh, don't call him that. He might hear." And I and I and I did hear, and I laughed because what am I going to do? Yell at Katia for calling me Big Chris? That's crazy. Big Chris. Big Chris. But that's just how it goes. Like uh That's just how it goes. It's like I call like, Mikey. You know, people, Mikey. Mikey. Mikey's name is not Mikey, but I call him Mikey. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, people they call you Big Chris. They call me uh perfectly built, athletically svelte and fucking 70 pack Mike. And they yeah, say the whole thing the and I tell them, guys, that, come on, I'm just I'm just Mike. You you know what? I'll accept Mikey tongue. if you need. I'm just it Mike. rolls right off the tongue. I'm like, I can't believe it. You keep insisting on saying it this way. You know, they, they, they go, oh, there he is. There he goes again. It's the, uh, uh, well, you, you, can't you even heard do it, it the first time. time. You no heard way. it the first time. <laughs> You're like, it's not my nickname. It's, I don't say my own nickname out loud, I so look, I don't always remember I it. Tell them, 
Yeah, they start talking. I go, please, please. That was my dad's nickname. You know, that was my dad's <laughs> name. Just call me Mike. <laughs> you see this picture behind me right up there? Oh, it's That's a caricature. Podcast. Yeah, yeah, but get yeah. over it. Whatever. The listeners can't take five seconds out of their podcast to be like, oh, they're having a moment just for themselves. Fucking chill, podcast listeners. That's my dad playing drums, a caricature of my dad playing drums. And that's his afro because it's true to form. He had a massive afro, and it looks like a skeleton because his mustache is huge. And that's over your your actual drum kit. Yeah, yeah. drum kit. When when did the music start for Mikey? Was that during a pan? Was that pandemic thing? Did you buy the drums during the pandemic? What happened, buddy? I've been playing music my whole goddamn life. I did never had a bit. You've never had a bit. I've never I seen tried, I, I made it sure that I wouldn't integrate it. I made sure that if I did anything, it would usually be sound cues and I would do the music for it. Or Yeah, every one of my podcasts, I'd done my music, uh, except for that was us for a while. We had somebody else do the music, but all my other podcasts, I did the music. Uh, I'm Yeah, I play all these instruments. Look at you. I had no idea. Would you, if you not considered uh, doing a joke with music, like a, oh yeah, a musical oh, yeah. number? Well, not with like I don't like musical comedy. Shout out to I know all you the don't. comedians. I, I know you don't. That's why I'm asking. Yeah. Well, I've never considered doing musical comedy. I've considered doing what Nick Thune did, which was like just play a beautiful guitar thing while he's telling jokes. You know, um, I've I've considered that, but also thought that's not true to my form and then there was a while where i did music i played music from my phone and did a couple one-liners and i was I like remember I'm that a, bit. Yeah, i remember that bit yeah as a musical comedian and then i would just like play a track that i'd written on my phone and then th- it would have a keyboard so i would play on the keyboard for too long and the audience would find it awkward and start laughing there was a time where i did um i tried to be a musical comedian who played the trumpet so i would try to tell jokes while playing the trumpet but you can't you can't do that uh, no, to, you, no. You, did a, you 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 you've made soundscapes before. Yes, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. was a, that was a, a bit that you did. Not, but not so much a bit. That was more of a performance thing. Yeah, I tried to do a thing where I was my own hype man for a while, where I'd have a a a, a track of me saying like good things over my bits. Um, where I would, I was like, you know, like I'd say like, ah, blah, blah, blah. Here's a good joke. And then the the track would go like, it's okay. You'll get them next time. You know, or like, that was a good line. I like how you use that word or something like that. Um, whenever I think of meatball music and comedy, not musical comedy, when I think of music Uh, and comedy, I think of the Mitch Hedberg album. I want to say it's all together where there's just like the the walking baseline throughout the entire Strategic grill locations, baby's got the walking base. Yeah, exactly. That's it. He's yeah, like, yeah, anyway, yeah. He's, he's like, I go, he's like, I take it down a notch, base comes up a notch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he goes, I, I don't really know what I'm fucking saying, you know, and I say that just so he could get a line and he did. Yeah, okay, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. It's, he like had a fun time on that recording. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a good album. Yep. And, that, and that, that, that's what I'm saying. That's music and comedy. It's not musical comedy. You're like, there's no, no, no. The bass is I, just accentuating the, the right. comedy. If there's a, there's so the, the bits I felt comfortable doing in my comedy with music where it was that music was the punchline or like it was making fun of that concept or it was, it was sound cues that weren't music. I wasn't like singing a song where like, you know, 
like Garfunkel and Oates, you know, mm-hmm. they, they play songs and sing songs and they're funny songs. And I'm, it's not for me. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not looking to be weird out. He's talented. Great. He's like one of the only ones I'll listen to. Like that new yeah, Bo Burn. Like I would never do it either. Off to. What? <laughs> What'd you say? So who's jerking off to what? I said that new Bo Burnham special everybody's jerking off to. Haven't I, uh, seen it. I I couldn't get past the sh- the the straight white women's Instagram thing because I was like, there's too many songs, and it's like I know that he does songs, but it felt like when you're watching the other special. That's weird. It's my favorite bit of the special, though. I couldn't care. I like I liked I liked uh, I stopped it in the middle of that one. I liked the thing with the sock puppet. I yeah. liked the first song because it felt like an opening number. I like that he's like showing us the making of the thing and you know uh the the FaceTiming with his mom song was like fine but I was but that's where I started to get tired of the concept of the oh it's musical comedy it's not for me and that's like fine to do cuz I think Bo Burnham's an incredible writer I think he's very very funny his last special Make Happy was like beautiful and what was fantastic and like all of his work is very cool and interesting and you, I feel like with a live show, I don't really have the time or I don't really notice that it's mostly songs. Mm. When inside, from what I saw, it was like, these are music videos with a running narrative holding them together. Which in and of itself is a pretty great accomplishment, right? No, like, it's, especially it's during amazing. The pandemic, like, I, I commend anybody. No, uh, of course. We talked about it during the, we talked about it before on the show, but anyone who's come up with anything during this pandemic, um, it's a tip of the cap. It's it's a great Thank it's you. a great. Thank you very much. I've come up with one bit, and I'm taking that compliment. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this whole thing was for you, Mike. I know. Thank uh, you. <laughs> That's what I'm here to plug. I wrote it's... one new joke. What was the joke? <laughs> oh, that I'm surprised that I'm taller than cars. <laughs> That's such a funny fucking concept. <laughs> That's such a good premise. Uh, Isn't that fun? Oh, Think Mikey, it, the, king, the king of setups, baby. Um, Musical comedy, though. So I, I'm thinking back. I'm thinking back history as a viewer. I think uh-huh. you can tie it in these, like the 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 rise and prominence of it, probably to the Lonely Island stuff when they started doing those yep. sketches on SNL, and everyone realized that oh, if I do a funny song, I can turn that into a three minute YouTube video that people so, will watch like again and again and again and again and again and show their friends and whatever. And that's like it's so much more shareable than. Right. someone's like five minutes of material so it was them the lonely island kind of brought upon the era of like ninja sex party and smosh and those guys who always have like the number one comedy single for like a year and a half and, and until they release their next one and then they just have another one you know like that that pink guy dude who like put out that one album that uh, of songs. Macklemore no 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 <laughs> <laughs> The, he's, a Wait, he's, not a, he's not a comedy rapper oh shit he's no, a real he's rapper a, and he won a grammy yes my bad pink guy is like that racist youtuber uh put a bunch of songs together and he did that song it's like shut the fuck up you're a fucking cunt shut the oh, fuck up wow. that song yeah material? um yeah. yeah yeah so he put out a whole album uh and like he's the kind of guy Just who would that? like no, I mean I don't know what else was on it. That's the only song I I know from it, and it's the only song that I listened to because it was like a reaction on Twitter. Like somebody was like, "Hey, check this out," and it was like just the video of that chorus part. 
Yeah. Uh, so somebody's saying something stupid and they put that up. So that's what I know. But point is, like, yeah, musical comedy, there was like a weird boom for it. And I was like, that's fun. No, Lonely Island did it great. And like, if I know I'm, wa- I'm not watching their stuff, Lonely Island, I will listen to maybe two, three tracks and go, all right, okay. Unless. Yeah. Unless I'm watching SNL and then it's the digital short into like put into the flow of the show, and you're yeah. like, here's a sketch, here's a sketch, and now Michael Bolton is here to sing about Jack Sparrow, and I'm like, that's a hilarious yeah. sketch. But then yeah, I, you know, I, I always I, I liked it in the in the the, the confines of SNL because it lends more to the. It lends more to the variety show element of it, right? Like you're, yeah, yeah, like yeah. you have the you have the monologue, they, they, which they if, it's, if it's a stand up, it's stand up. <laughs> then you have yeah. the musical guest who's performing straight music. Then there's comedy musical yeah. acts. Then there's sketch. Like the the more like a variety show SNL is, I think the better it is. <laughs> yeah, like, I think so. I think the person who did musical comedy fine recently, that in a way that I was like, yes, he does musical comedy, but it's not all he does, and it's like interesting because it's his first time back in a long time and it's poignant and like we're all rooting for him adam sandler's special had a lot of music in it and i think we just like i just didn't notice you know and it's just it goes it's the same thing as when i see bo burnham's other specials is that i don't notice the musical comedy because there are big parts where he's not doing music and he's doing jokes in between and he's like you know it's a special there's an audience you know, that kind of thing. It's just with inside, I was kind of like, man, this is all music videos, dog. Like, I don't, um, I'm not here. This is not what I want to say. Why both of you go mute? You know what I mean? Uh, we're letting you, ha- we're letting you breathe. It's actually because there's a train running by and my, I'm trying to like limit the amount of train noise that you got. I was so, also, I was, uh, looking, up, Karata, I was looking up hot takes. Musical comedy is not for him. Not for me. Not for me. Not and like, here's, here's the good thing. I'm not in a position to do anything to affect your career, musical comedians. Good for you. And here's a, if you do something good, I still respect it. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, what? You want my approval so badly? I do. Nobody does. Really? Lining I was up, thinking of branching into musical comedy. Uh, Mike, I need to ask, the uh, because it's, it's distracting to me, as the yes. watcher of this, and I need to let the listeners know that there's a another visual bit, an awful yeah. lot of collectible card boxes behind you. Yeah. Hey, there's a magic show. There's a magic show. That's that's some. I write magic for a magic the website, Magic the Gathering. Yeah, man. I've been playing for like ever. Been playing since I was like ten. Got back mm-hmm. into it right about when I started comedy again. Like I just was like, this, I need. If comedy's gonna be the profession and something that I like really put my nose down and work on, I'm gonna need something that's like more of a hobby, something that I can enjoy with my friends. So I got back into magic. And uh since then, like recently I started writing for CommandersHerald.com, which is a, a commander focused website, an EDH focused website about magic. And uh yeah, been playing online a ton. Uh Made some Commander, online friends Commander I haven't focus. met can you, yet. Can you bring that? What does that mean? Well, I mean, it's, it's like, a, it's like a style it's either play, your right? listeners like will know. Style. Yeah, it's a format. Do you want me to talk about Magic the Gathering? Because I'll talk about Magic the Gathering. Let's it's go, baby. Let's fucking go. So I, I was going to say, like, this, this is more 90s talk, Garfield. but like, 
but like uh, yeah scott and john on the other show they, they talk about magic all the time they're, they're well the magic, magic is is my favorite game period i love magic very much the format commander is where you take a legendary creature and you decide to build around it or a theme or something like that and you have to pick cards and include only cards in its color identity so it's casting cost or the colors that are in casting costs on the card out of the five colors so white blue black so you, red, so, so green. you pick like a, a great big blue dragon let's say and then you build a deck around that is that right kind of you can only have blue cards if it's a blue dragon right but if you have a blue and red dragon you can only have blue and red cards in your deck oh. it's a singleton format so you have to have a hundred cards in the deck but only one card of each like only one copy of each card is allowed oh, wow. so it could only like but it can't share the same english name so you can't have like a like a french version of the same card it has to be a different card it has to be like you know if it's back in english it's the same if it's the same card you can't play it and so you have to have one copy only except for basic lands and so yeah this is the game that i've been is playing this... like a while and i love it it's fun so is commander though um like so this is my question to try to just i guess like normalize what you said i understood a lot of it because I, have, I haven't played magic but i've played ccgs and whatnot but so uh -huh. is this like a, a like a, do purists think this is like the the more beautiful game of magic or, so or is there i know there's a lot of variants to magic like that's what i'm saying yeah it's like, it's like the covid I mean, uh, novel coronavirus <laughs> go on carry on there's a lot of different play games like a lot of formats in magic Mm -hmm. commander is the most popular it wasn't always it was started by judges at a tournament in between games who were like mm -hmm. we have all these other cards from past sets that are no longer legal and standard which was the only format available at the time i believe mm -hmm. they're like well let's just like create this format where we bring these weird decks to play against each other and at the time the only cards that kind of worked with it were elder dragons so like Nicol Bolas and Chromium and Palladium Moors and stuff like that that were available to be your commanders. So that's why they called it Elder Dragon Highlander or EDH. So they, they made that the commander and then you could only have one card of each. So that's why the Highlander is in there. And so they just played this in between games. And then eventually people were like, hey, what's this? And it's like, oh, it's this thing that we came up with to like pass the time between games and some of the pros were like, well, I want to get in on this. And so it became a multiplayer format. A lot more people joined and it became, it kind of snowballed from there. And eventually Wizards of the Coast, the company that makes magic ended up putting commander products out, I believe in 2013, but okay. they acknowledged the format a little bit before. And so now they've realized it's the most popular format because people can use all their cards. It's more like emotions-based stuff too because people can just be like, I like this card. I would like it to be my commander. And it's a little bit more flexible. So if you're with a play group that's like, that's not a legal commander, but we know it'll make you happy. So we'll let you build a deck around it. Ooh. Yeah, that, it seems fun. And also, again, from my limited knowledge of CCGs, I know a lot of, a lot of decks are built around, say, multiple copies of one card. And like that's your that's the focus so, so this is this is this is more varied right like if you're gonna have to have yeah. first of all, 100 cards is a big deck like that's Bigger you're not deck, gonna yeah, you're not sure. gonna hit every card every time so no there's i think a lot more variety and then there's a lot of like card strategies that end up being 
based around but, like sets of cards or whatever. But then depending on who you ask, like there is a lot of there's still a lot of room for repetition and you know homogeny in the game because like a lot of um, cards do similar things and you a lot of cards do similar things. A lot of cards also look for cards in your deck and put them in your hand or like a lot of cards. So there's a lot of power that when they designed it, they didn't realize it was so powerful. So for instance, there's like, let's say something comes out this year and they're like, this card does this and it's a brand new ability. And we tested it for the standard format and the modern format, which are the two bigger formats and like historic. And they were like, we know that this is going to be fun for those formats. And then somebody who plays commander will be like, there's a card that was printed once in 1998. And this one set that has never seen, ever a reprint uh it's uh it's this one card that that sees this ability and like doubles it and makes it more powerful and then that card becomes like all of a sudden this huge deal to people yeah so it's like (laughs) it's it's a fun breaking combo yeah so it's but it's fun to also see it the other way where like they because they don't know that that's going to happen they don't know that this one card is going to be thing or like one mechanic down the line is going to be super popular or like something that the audience is like, we want a commander that does this. And then they're like, okay, eventually we'll get there. And so now in the latest set, there's like this two color artifact creature that uh, has modular or like deals with modular, which is a thing that people wanted. You know? That's, that, yeah. I, fascinating. I and mean, we could talk about magic, the gathering forever. I'm sure. Mike, but before before we move on from this, has it not has Magic cards not gone through a bit of a resurgence in the last fourteen years? Big time. Oh, yeah, because yeah, like all, all trading cards are sports cards. Yeah, uh, I've heard Magic cards. I've even heard Yu Gi Oh cards. Pokemon, Pokemon cards. cards are- Why do you think that is? What's your professional opinion uh, on this? A lot of people are saying like Americans got their stimulus checks and were already like the ones who were already in a good enough position to like support themselves or like didn't lose their jobs and didn't quite like need the stimulus checks were like people spent less money in the last year yeah they've had a little more no they spent yeah yeah so they end up buying more into it or it's like a thing that they can do online i think what happened is there's also high profile people that started playing magic Mm -hmm. post malone plays magic did you know that he played magic on game nights uh on the command zone last week and he showed up to a, a local game store, an LGS, and people were like, what, for real? And he was like, he bought thousands of dollars worth of stuff. He was in the bidding for the Black Lotus, but didn't end up winning it uh, when that sold for, God, what was it, 50 grand? Man, that fucking piece of shit. I don't want to talk about that man ever again. Martin Screlly bought it. Yeah, Jay. now he's going to sell it for $700,000. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, I think the other thing too is someone someone talked about collections in general in in a way that I could I, I I could sympathize with, but it was kind of dark. Which was people were like, "I'm not gonna own my own house, but I can own a collection." Mm. And I was like, "That's kind of weird," but I was like, "Cause like there's not a lot of material things you get to own anymore, and even on the like you could still put together with a bit of free income, a pretty good collection mm. of something if you want to get into it. Like we're talking even like." A, a lot of the like my one of my buddies is doing um he's tracking down all of the marvel comics that todd mcfarland did before he went to image okay and he's like if you're not obsessed with say comics grade like the, the big one on that list is spider-man 300 which is the first appearance of venom mm-hmm. so if you're yeah. not like in love with say grade 
right? Like, which is right. like, how, you just like, want to have you, a copy. If you don't need it to be like mint and sealed and whatever, mm-hmm. you can get that for like a couple hundred bucks. And that's an attainable thing. And you can be like, buddy, this I have bought magic cards that were full on damaged in a damage binder at face to face games where they were like, I would show up and pick up my order. And I'd be like, let me see the damage binder. And I would be like, here's a $30 card that I would never spend $30 to have because it goes in only one deck and is otherwise played in formats that I have no interest in touching. Uh, I will buy this $30 damage card for six bucks. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's it. It's still like if you're not obsessed with the grade. You mm-hmm. can still get to own some of those cool things, whatever. Because like I know, I know a lot of. I mean, like Scott See, but show my, buddies. My my thing is, at least you could play with the magic cards. You could play games. Yeah, there's there's yeah. functionality. I'm shocked that sports cards are bad. Sports cards are crazy. Like I was yeah, gonna say, sports yeah, cards are crazy. comics. Comics, you have a comic. You can read the yeah, comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's well, writers and artists who put a them. thing out. <laughs> Sure, like, exactly. Yeah. That's it. Like I, I actually was reading I, I read a lot of comics online now. One of my buddies was like, mm-hmm. Isn't comics the whole deal collecting? And I was like, For no. some people, I just like reading them. <laughs> like it's, it's it's story based, man. It's like that's the thing about magic is like, yeah, I play the game and I think it's like a fun thing to do. A fun thing to do is like I will sometimes just be like, What's something I can do to get my motor going, like my brain start working and like so I can see some engines cooking and get the brain like moving a little bit is I'll be like, Let me build a new commander deck online, not physically, just like on Moxfield or something, and pick a commander I've never touched or I would never touch and start going, How would I build this? And what do I like about it? What do I notice about it? What are some synergies that it would have without consulting any of like the websites that are tools to help with this and stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it just like starts, it just like, it's a fun way to wake up, you know, and just be like, well, I'm, I'm awake now, you know, you're like, you're like playing around in a rule set and trying to like mm-hmm. creativity might be a weird word, but like a little bit, like you're like, there's an eye yeah. to create, like there's an eye to it. Like a buddy well, of mine, then like, there's, yeah, there's people like my buddy, Eric has a deck that's uh, he, he calls it his, um, uh, his circle deck and we're like why and it's because literally every card has art of a circle on it mm. so that's his deal it's like it doesn't have to be fully functional i'm gonna find i'm gonna go through all the art and i'm gonna find arts with, with art cards with circles in them and that's it i'm gonna build a deck as optimally as i can with that that restriction some people build decks around uh, bu- uh, screaming bald guys. Uh, so, like I know a couple people go for like one chairs. of the. What's her name? Uh, Melissa Valiquette from DFA Tattoos. She collected. She has like entire runs of certain artists, and then occasionally yes. has made decks of the artists as close as possible. It's tricky because not a lot yeah. of artists will have like enough to do it. But like and she'll make also an, tricky because two artists also got uh kicked from Noah Bradley was me too and then Therese Nielsen is like a Trumpster fucking oh no uh yeah like a liking QAnon shit and yeah. then there's that other guy who I don't remember his name but he was like a literal Nazi like the card invoke prejudice has like KKK people on it and they were like we didn't know it was that. We thought it was like wizard shit. And he was like, yeah, the number is like the Heil Hitler number uh, yeah. on there. You like, will notice fuck? that the KKK refer to their members as wizards. Yeah. I, like they're just, they were just making two different games the entire time. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> You're just like, so, oh, no, get this guy out of here. 
the cards there, called uh, invoke prejudice. Like it didn't Mike, it, yeah. like what kind of thin anyway. Mike, was there sports, like a run on... I never did sports cards though. I think I I maybe no, did either. a little bit of hockey cards every I had now and then. Some comic Kristen. book cards. Like I have like a box of uh like a set of Marvel yeah. superheroes and villains stuff. I did those. Chris, did you you did sports cards? No. No? No, I uh I I did memorabilia. Uh, memorabilia exactly. I have this Couple baseballs baseball. that are signed by guys. I have a couple a picture that's signed by. I have a baseball and a picture signed by Vladimir Guerrero, which I'm very fond of, very proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a bunch of lanyards from festivals that I've done as a comedian. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> what else? I uh, no, I never got into. My brother got into magic when he was younger. I never understood. I just never. I just never got. I was always. I, I love. Sports from a young age, it was just sports, 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 sports. Yeah, my brother was the same way. He preferred, he liked sports, but I'm out here like, buddy, I love art. I love games. I like puzzles. A uh, 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 magic board state is just a puzzle that's changing all the time. You know yeah. what I mean? So, like, yeah. here's what I'm saying if you've got a bunch of magic cards just kicking it in a closet somewhere and you don't know what to do with them, uh, I'll take them. Like I, like I know you'll be like, I want to sell these. I'll be like, yeah, sure, go. You could sell it, no problem. But also, like, I wanna, I want them. I want to use them. I got so many decks. <laughs> I just like the game. Well, so Mike, uh, you know, we just sold the house. Uh, we'll do some unpacking. If I find oh, yeah. anything, Ch- check your <laughs> check your brother's uh, old collection. I I find find I'll make Here's I'll a- make you an initial offer, and if you oh, don't yeah. like the IPO. Okay, they they, they just put out a mean. list or whatever of some of the more sought after cards uh, from the old old uh, older editions, and like immediately both both the guys who I do the other show with, Dinies John and Scott, were like, "I ha- I have that, I have that in a binder. <laughs> like I need to go, what? I need to go fish that out or whatever else." Because they they were both like heavy into it, late nineties, early two thousands. So all that oh, stuff see. is for like, the record. Like for the record, Keith, I would absolutely give all my cards that I find to my girls. But if anybody else wants cards, fuck you, pay me. Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> Mike it. gets them for free, but nobody else does. Not even. And so I was gonna say that, like, I don't know if any, if either of you saw it. I did um, not see it because it looked terrible. But there was that. There was a uh, on UFC Fight Pass that where there was a comedian who did like an hour of just like UFC material. Oh really? no! And apparently it was, it was not great, but like like Rogan? a lot of like. And then this fighter looks like, the, and it wasn't Rogan. It wasn't. No, Rogan, Rogan never does UFC material. And you guys have yeah, noticed exactly. that cauliflower ears are always on guys who look like they would call you gay for liking cauliflowers. All right, who am I gonna fight next? Kinda, is that, yeah. Is that, like, your, that was like from the com- the commercials really, really looked like that was gonna be the, the the stuff. I was like, oh my god! And now, and then I thought of I was like, oh man, Wizards of the Coast. Like some kind of a, a corporate gig or whatever, just Mike Karatsa bringing his uh, magic to the gathering material. Well, but you're I like, have, no, that's separate. Magic is a hobby. Uh, well, no, I have definitely pitched it because there's a couple, a bunch of comedians and like improvisers that play magic, and so mm-hmm. no, the one of the co-hosts happened, of this podcast. Me, Corbett what? plays magic every week. Oh no, shit! I didn't know that. Yeah, I, plays D and D. No, no, okay, not the same thing. See, this is not me being a dick. Thing. I thought that was the same thing. Well, I here's, apologize no, to here's both, where you're correct. Both Michael the next and, set, and Lawrence. The next set that of ma- that Magic is releasing is a D&D uh, crossover. Not the same you know? publisher, right? It's the same publisher. The same They've company. had the same publisher the same forever. Company, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised it's it took that long to get there. Shocking. Exactly. 
But a lot of those characters are coming to Magic, and people are either pissed or hyped, and I don't care. I'm like, whatever. If the card does something useful, I'll use it. Um, I think that, uh, like, okay, uh, so I was just saying there's a lot of comedians that play Magic and stuff, and, like, what happens is there are these conventions that happen. Like, Magic Fests mm -hmm. were a thing. Like, they used to be called Grand Prix because they were tournaments for players and then now there's like commanders command fests and magic fests and all this stuff and what i was trying to pitch to one of my friends is like hey if we all decide to attend or maybe we can get them to like i don't know comp us a little something or like pay us something to do a show a comedy show at the magic fest where like we don't have to do all magic material because that gets old quick no matter, like, we'll be, like, five comics. We'll each do, like, I don't know, fucking 12 minutes. And we each just go up and we do our regular set. I'm up there. First thing I say is something magic-related. And then I'm like, I think it's crazy that I'm taller than cars. And then they're like, that's great. It's true because you're so it's short. It's such a good bit. It's such a good and then, and then, I, and then I go like, this guy wouldn't understand. He's too busy playing his Niv-Mizzet Reborn deck. And everybody goes like, yeah, it's crazy. They take so long to play that thing. Uh, and I just picked a deck out of my ass. I don't really know if people playing that deck take a while. I just picked a regular thing. No, I know. Yeah. For the bit, if you sell it, man, everyone buys who's, it. Yeah, who's, who's going who's gonna to argue? I mean, really, the, magic, like, the, magic, guys, I, the magic guys will argue. <laughs> Am I the Yagmoth in this story? I don't think oh, so. Oh. <laughs> Call me Crick, cause I'm I'm I benefit from nepotism. Uh, you, you, uh, again, to add to the visual, Mike is writing these down. He's like he's saying gold to myself and just writing it furiously. down. Furiously. <laughs> yeah, and it's crazy. Keith wore a bow tie and a tuxedo to this recording, well, and Chris has a chainsaw. <laughs> If I cared uh, more, I'd put a sound cue in there. <laughs> just the chainsaw. A chainsaw. What? A chainsaw. What? A motherfucking chainsaw. What? Like, uh, what? what? Yeah. what? I always <laughs> love that song. <laughs> what? Just, just what? because of the visuals. <laughs> oh, I don't of, like, enough. The, the, well, no, no. I mean, I, the, the song is just called Break Stuff. That's that's right. who cares. But the idea uh, that someone is showing up to a street fight with a chainsaw is like, hey, I hope you know I pack a chainsaw. And you're like, well, it's actually yeah, the next, who, uh, who the next step in the uh, knife Florian. fight. Uh, it's, it's the next <laughs> okay. step in the knife fight canon. Is... Yeah, that's Walter showing up with a yeah. chainsaw. Which They're all little knives. I was once at a uh, motorized that I could pour uh, like. I don't know, man. Break stuff is wild because, yes, he's bringing a chainsaw to a fight, but also this is America we're talking about. And there's guns everywhere. Yeah. You think I you're think... going to win with a chainsaw in gun country? Put it down and fight me like a regular person. <laughs> you're the kind of guy who brings a chainsaw to a gunfight, and you're like, what What are we talking about? Yeah, what's this guy? Ar Arcanus the Omnipotent over here? <laughs> That song also starts off. That song starts off with like it's uh, just one, one of those, of those days. No, 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 no. Before that, there's like an interlude. Like that. That album has like popular in the oh, the late wow. '90s, early 2000s, were little like sketches in between the songs. Right. And it, I remember this. The Fred track Durst talking was about a, a thing. Yeah, exactly. That's it. So he's talking, and like the bit is, 
I like to get real, real expensive, specifies real expensive panes of glass and just yeah. smash them. And he's like, yeah, that's yeah. my thing. And you just hear like who glass says no? shattering. Who says no? Like no. What? And I was like, I like this to is get real flat. expensive panes of Not glass. Just- and smash and them. And then I was bully like, my way thing. into WWE games, by the way. That's what I... Fred Durst was a, a, a secret character in a bunch of those. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I mean, uh, but I that's, that. that's the glass smashing. Stone Cold's thing is glass smashing. You could beat up Fred Durst anytime, I think. I don't Do think you guys Fred see the, the Seinfeld theme song, Break Stuff uh, mashup? No, but goes, I can imagine it, goes, it now. It's just one of those days. I saw yours. That's great. Are you doing mashups? Like no, you had I'm a Seinfeld about... thing. With... Well, no, I, a... all oh. I did was I pretended I was about to play bass, and I said I tweeted, I learned how to play the Seinfeld theme, and then I just slapped my face and did a bunch of like. Yes, that's what you did. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a pin tweet, Mikey. It's a good one. Uh, yeah, I'll take it. So. Listen Magic aside, is live comedy eventually coming back? Is this the rumor? This it's, already is what back, I'm hearing? it's already back. Hold on, Keith. <laughs> uh, I have breaking news for 9 to 5. Oh, breaking. Uh, oh, oh, go oh, plug oh, yourself. Oh. Breaking news. Michael and I are going to yes. sell tickets to a show at LDV in December. <laughs> December? You're making that call right now? Right, well, depending on the variants, uh, depending well, on Delta. I'm- well, are we going to call LDV at all before we put this out in the world? Chris and I were yelling on the sidewalk or in the street of uh, Prince Arthur. And uh, we not only scared some passersby, but we we ended up getting a bunch of people paying attention and laughing. Uh, we Comics around us stopped talking shit and ended up paying attention to what we were saying and laughing. Yeah, we, we and it was all... Like what was that? So Mike and I have a gift. <laughs> All, but basically it was just me complaining about italian and being italians and uh, and and chris being like yeah but that's what makes you italian is that you're complaining about it it's and, that's, it's a very good point by me <laughs> i mean is it though i look I don't some of his some of mike's food. listen for the listeners out there i oh, love this on. man like a brother i really do he is he is crazy. I understand if anybody has a problem with him, <laughs> but I very much love him like a brother. It's very similar to my okay. relationship with Walter. Um, I and desperately want to do a co-headlining show with him in an Italian atmosphere, purely because I think oh, it would wow. be so good. I, it's a. I don't it's think gonna... we'd co-headline. I think the show would be me and you talking shit the way the whole way through. Like yeah, neither it's, of it's, us it's, is doing stand up. We're it, just. It's yeah. yes. I mean, me and you talking to each other for an hour and a half, like an, an hour and a half situation. Get out of here! Oh, we'll have an opener and shit, you know. <laughs> okay, fine, all right. For well, an Walter, hour Walter will host. We'll bring out somebody to do ten minutes, and then boom, baby, let's go. Who says yeah. no, Mike? This is a money idea. Do you not like money? Like, the- I love money, but sure, I, I didn't say no. I said yes to this. I didn't say no. I said let's talk well, to the you place. Didn't, you, you didn't call me for a follow up conversation the next. I day. texted you. When are we doing this? And then you said I'll call you tomorrow. And then no, you didn't call me. This is made up. This is I'm not my accurate. This is I'm not accurate. Right. So now. this is this you- this is like a, a crawl and Mulaney thing, but it's Italian. Yeah. Kind yeah. of. Instead of- Instead of being, uh, and there's no cocaine involved. None. Well, don't 
I mean, don't close that book. You know, <laughs> no, no. I, I mean, none for me. Thank you. Uh, I'm none for me either. I can't do that. <laughs> I smoke weed. I can't do. Um, here we go. Monday, Monday at three twenty-two. Uh, we could talk about the LDV run too. Yes, sir. Let's go. All right. That That's for the, the podcast. Thing. That's for the yeah, podcast. Yeah, you're right. No, no. Let me find it. Let me find the real thing. Okay, where are we going? This is the second episode also in a row that we're talking about this LDV gig, right? Like, Oh, I called you. No, I called yeah, you, you. We spoke you on the me phone. He's like, Bello, let me call you tomorrow. I'm working at the shop. No, and no, I no. have a lot of free time. I said I could talk in the car. You said, uh, all right, let's talk tomorrow. I was like, okay. It's, June it's okay. 16th. We're going to get this done. We're going to get this done. It's going to happen. Right. I'm excited. And yes, Keith, yeah. I have continually tried to manifest an idea at LDV. It's gonna happen. And I think that you guys are gonna. Walter, you guys are gonna... Walter and I were about to book Frank Spadone and Sandra Battellini right before the the. Uh, oh my God! Okay. It was gonna be a heavy show. I was gonna. We and Walter yeah, yeah. were gonna co-host. Uh, we were gonna That's ask you to come in. Yeah. Uh, we ha- we we called we called Sandra. We called Frank. We got their avails. We called the, we called the LDV. We were about to circle a date and sign the paperwork, and then the fucking novel coronavirus really put a my damper in the God. plans. This coronavirus thing, it's a real uh, real pain in my real ass. Real downer. Real fucking downer, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, it's the reason my album release got delayed and I couldn't go on a little tour to do it. Yeah, you're supposed to go it. in the States, right? You're supposed to be in the States. You had, you I, was supposed to, I was supposed to perform in Canada and then also uh, a vacation in the United States of America while uh, staying with in towns where they have robust comedy audiences to support and i would be part of the audience supporting the comedy and nothing else uh american government Correct. so not yeah, austin texas is what you're saying what i was not saying any uh where in particular i was saying uh government uh you're just here going on a little u.s road state. trip like you can go on a road trip family road trip that's like i, mean, I might say karaoke the, that the, new, the new epicenter of comedy is austin texas ah <laughs> I think it's fucked because they're all going there for tax purposes and they're ruining it. Because it's like, look at the people going down there. It's all like people whose fan bases are fucked. Um, the kind of people who like oopsied their way into being racist uh, content creators. You know, like kill Tony shit. <clears throat> anyway, I don't care for it. The Austin scene out there is not happy with it either, and. <clears throat> Excuse me, I had a Diet Pepsi. Um, Isn't Rog- Rogan's building a club down there, though? That is Rogan makes me so sir. mad. Rogan makes me so mad because he's platformed a bunch of these fucking morons who's who've literally ruined lives by by empowering dolts to being like, oh no, I'm correct, and that's why I have every right to assault and harass you. And it's like, yeah, okay, look at the after effects that like. Rogan had fucking Elon Musk on and all these fucking DMT heads are like, no, crypto is good. And meanwhile, you're like, this guy can say, no, Tesla's not taking any and short the stock by just being like, JK, the company I own that has a huge impact on this market is now accepting this money that that, this currency that I now uh, purchased. Well, I mean that too. Like it's honestly, it's disgusting that and fuck like, uh, if I have to hear about these self-made, quote-unquote, self-made billionaires ever again, I hope Bezos gets caught in the sun. Uh, I hope uh, Musk uh, just like just 
you know, go. I don't know. I don't know what I hope. I don't hope any pain. I just hope like that they disappear and people wake up from whatever spell they're under because people are. I mean, there's a like, very real chance that they're they're both going to go into <clears throat> space and leave, right? There's a very <laughs> real chance that. And there's yeah, a very real like, chance that neither of those guys leave the money behind. Survive that trip. I mean, the thing yeah, is, yeah, like, exactly. Thing... What happens to their money? I would love that. Where you're sort of like, actually, in somewhere in like world law or whatever, yeah, if you it... leave Earth for 90 days, your bank account is forfeit, and everybody gets some Bezos I mean, money. And you're like, oh no, everybody would get twenty-seven dollars. We talked about this on my podcast. If Bezos went into into space and then never came back, and we all got a text message at the same time going, "Congratulations." You are a recipient of uh, some of the Bezos money. If everybody in the world got that message, we'd each get like $27. And honestly, uh, to quote my podcast co-host, Alex Kalenko, if I would take a, 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 a nice meal from Bezos. I, mean, but I think what, what, what maybe, I don't know if you guys talked about it, where uh, that guys, is downplayed on, is that guys, $27 guys. is a shit ton in some parts of the world. Mm-hmm. Like for us, we're just like, oh, cool, the Bezos money, mm-hmm. the Bezos meal. But like if if a family of four suddenly gets like a hundred American dollars or whatever mm-hmm. in a third world country, that's actually can change some shit. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like I hate the bu- I hate to burst bubbles. That's just going it. to his like First fucking day. brother or something. The Bezoses have four children, mm-hmm. and they're uh, all so they have four four uh, self made billionaires in waiting. Oh my god. Oh, like something Kylie, ever happened to their father i was having a conversation and someone was like kylie jenner did it all on her own and i was like she was in a famous family she never accepted any money from her family it's like she was on tv and on yeah she Instagram got paid for that from just <laughs> being born <laughs> into that family um Carlos, like, yeah exactly how many how many doors are just immediately open to you even if no one gives you a penny, you can call up any. No, like, they're immediately messaging you to like post on Instagram and for sponsored content. It's like it makes no sense that anybody would be like this person is self-made when like, buddy, you you've had so many surgeries to sculpt yourself. Where do you think that money came from? Like you know, like I don't understand how people can defend that person and be like they're not. They did it. She did it all on her own. It's like no. And also, like Bezos, Bezos got a loan from his parents. It's like people are like, yeah, well, he turned three hundred fifty thousand dollars from his parents into like billions and billions of dollars. Like, you know how he did that? He got a loan from his parents that he would not have gotten such a sizable loan from a bank. Let's just be clear about that. He got a loan from his parents that put him ahead of the game. That I guess they just basically were like, pay us when you can instead of hounding him every goddamn day and having him pay nonstop for it. Then on top of it, he exploited the shit out of his workers. They don't have fucking health. Like, it's crazy to me that people are like, they should work for Amazon. You're like, or anybody uses Amazon without thinking like, oh, man, this is a this is a bad thing, you know? And I, and I say that knowing full well that I have been watching Hell's Kitchen on Prime. And, like, I feel like shit about it, but I have to watch Hell's Kitchen. There's that, that meme that's going around. It's like, I'm not I'm not ordering anything from Amazon anymore until the next time I need to order something from Amazon. <laughs> it's honestly, like, the, the thing is he did hit the nail on the head with a product and, like, a service that we all need. The fact of the matter is it's destroying people, places, and... Uh, and he does not need to have that much money. Like, why? If honestly, if Chris, if I made, if I made a hundred grand a year, 
I'd be like, what do I need? You know, and then the rest I'd be like, put a little bit away, but like give away most of it. Do you know how many gifts I would just be given? Like, how much do you think a hundred grand a year is? I don't know. I don't fucking care. <laughs> it's not that much money it's anymore. Not, no, it's team. not that much money, but who gives a shit? My point is, I'm saying, like, if I had more than what I have now and like yeah. had ex- like all my shits taken care of and I haven't, I'm comfortable enough to like, I don't know, splurge on some magic cards or like take a week off then I would not give a fuck about the money I have otherwise. It's going elsewhere. Like, why do I, why, if I had a billion dollars, why would I need to sit on so much of that money? This guy's well, not you know, spending that, anything. That, do you think this that, guy pays for his crazy, meals? Right? Like, do you think Bezos like 100,000 is, is, I'd say 100,000 is a little low, but if you bump that number up to something kind of crazy, like a million, like say you make a million dollars a year, you want for nothing. nothing. At a million dollars a year, you want for nothing in Buddy, life. I would walk in a subway basically. and be like, what's everybody having? It's on me. Yeah. That would be like you a regular thing. You could do that with a million dollars a year. Dude, you can do that with like a, it's several $100,000 a year. Like do it once in a while. Like that's a fu- Buddy, if I saved up for a little bit and like wasn't fucking, fl- fucking broke, I would probably be just like, first things first. Next time I hit a subway... I'm treating the room and I'm going to be like, look, be reasonable. I'm doing it because I feel like congrats to everybody being open and back or whatever. But like, <laughs> but be reasonable, be reasonable. <laughs> that's, if I'm a fucking that's Mike's Italian side. That's Mike's Italian well, look, side. I'm not going to go I bankrupt over fucking treat. I don't want people to Whoa. turn their what's one every, order what's everybody into 14. Having in the like, I don't want, I'm going to be like, I'm buying what's everybody, everybody having trio. in the form of a six inch. No, 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 six no, inch no, no, sub, no. I'm not trio. limiting the sandwich. I'm just saying like, you, like whatever you ordered, if you just ordered a foot long, I don't want you to turn that into like three foot longs just because you can. I'm like, I'm buying you lunch. Take it easy. You know what I mean? But if I had a billion dollars, I wouldn't give a fuck if somebody was like, can I order like five more sandwiches? I'll be like, yeah, sure. Enjoy. Like the fuck do I need yeah, with I all that the, money? I bought the subway. Everyone's eating for free today. Bro, people are going to start hanging out at subways because they think I'm showing up to buy them lunch now. <laughs> that's a good gimmick we should film that and make it a sketch. my god i'll be the new jerry uh, mine is the child Chris, you want to you want to float this into five questions oh fuck yeah Chris. i forgot about this yeah let's do a quick ad read here oh well we ran out of time for ad reads uh, uh we don't need your ads i have an ad read i have an ad oh. read here we go i can I do an ad like a plug it's a plug or an ad read it's a, it's a plug and it's a plug <laughs> <laughs> it's a plug that i'm framing like, as an ad oh okay well, i hit it hit it i want to hear, hear the i want to hear the copy <laughs> okay hi i'm mike carosa isn't that fun we all love that for us everybody likes fun do you know who loves fun so, me so do i you know what how about you do this? How about you go ahead and get my album, uh, Cherubic, available on all platforms. You give that a listen. You'll have a fun time. There's a lot of laughs on it. You'll uh, you'll you'll laugh. You'll hear the audience laughing because they did a lot. And then also, then you could find me on Twitter and be like, Mike, I can't believe you're this funny on Twitter and only getting five likes on this tweet about uh, Hell's Kitchen. Uh, and, uh, and I'll be like, I know. It's a shame. People should uh, enjoy my tweets more. And then you'll be like, at least I got to hear Cherubic, and that was perfect. So please buy my album Cherubic. It's available on everything, and then also my podcasts are available. Uh, Bummer Boys and yeah, We Didn't Get Around. On your, on, on, your, on your Facebook, you had a, had one of those lovely uh, link trees. 
yeah. where you have you have everything right you have your, you have your twitch your, yeah. your i've got your my podcast, twitch i've got twitter. my podcast i've got my other podcast you got my twitter my instagram my i like uh, that there was a paypal Discord. link if someone just wants to straight up give you money yeah dude <laughs> can... fucking yeah if somebody wants to pay me, theory, watch you you can contact email Mike and presumably book him for a show and pay him through PayPal, or you could just straight up just give him money on PayPal. Yeah, whatever you want. Transfer, transfer whatever you want. I if you want to whatever. send me money for just fun, <laughs> knock yourself out. I am very. If you around. need a tweet that Mike does and it makes you really laugh, just give him like go to PayPal. Give him a you know buck what? or two. If you, you know, just be like my album. Don't just give a heart. Maybe send me a couple <laughs> bucks because they won't. Spotify also Best. criminals. Um. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, Ooh. streaming music is a, a whole other thing. Five questions, baby. We could rant about on a while. Five questions. They're new Mike, questions. as you know, we do this terribly original uh, segment here to end the show, where we ask our guests five questions out of it every time. Uh, it's not. It's really fucking. This is. It's so creative. Uh, the Come the on, difference Chris. on our show, of course, is that we have three questions that we've had for the whole year, uh-huh. where we that we ask every guest, yeah. and then we have one question that was submitted by our previous guest, and then of course you ask us a question that will be also the question that we ask our next guest. I How see. was that, Keith? Was that good? Brought to you as always by Stella Artois and Velo Montreal. That's the other thing. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> number we'll one, Mike. What do your thoughts? sound like this is a loaded question to ask mike carosa what what are my thoughts what are your thoughts yeah what are your thoughts this is a lawrence corber yeah what do my thoughts sound like jesus they 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 sound like uh they sound like one part of uh, like a three seconds of one song i heard like 12 years ago playing on a loop (laughs) out of nowhere and then me being going like Oh my god, how do I get this thing to fucking go? And then I play the song after finding it and then it's quiet for a second and then I and then another voice goes Do you think Cheese knows what it is? And then I'm like, "No." Oh, and then another couple voices go like, "Ooh, what? No." Weird. And then I got to Google it and then uh play more music in my head. It's a lot of it's like a movie. My thoughts sound like me, but uh, without being judged by people saying, you still talking? Uh, no, I would never say that to you. Question number two, Keith. Uh, what was your favorite uh, thing to eat as a child? Could be a meal or a snack or uh, it doesn't, you don't. Just My dad's food. pasta. Same thing as now. Hey, Easy. Nothing what's, your favorite type of, uh, what's your favorite pasta? Favorite noodle yeah. or favorite type like sauce and stuff? No, no, favorite both, both actually, both. Okay, rigatoni bolognese. That's yeah, rigatoni. Rigatoni bolognese al forno. Don't even get me fucking started, bro. Oh, that's very good. See, rigatoni is the goat of pasta. One hundred percent. Anybody that says otherwise is just fooling themselves. It's the, this is why Mike's Italian, even though he doesn't want to. Okay, be. no, that doesn't make me Italian for just having a solid observation. You don't need to be Italian to recognize that there's a type of pasta that's better than other pastas. Mike, do I... you do you do you uh, <laughs> do you just use the white noodles and then put the pasta sauce on top, or do you do you mix we the mix sauce and we then put sauce on top? Yeah, because you're Italian, Mike. I don't do that though. My dad does it, and I wouldn't do it any other way. That sounds awful to put the sauce on top. It's the worst. I, it's my biggest fucking gripe. Why wouldn't you mix the sauce that. in? It feels counterintuitive. Right, right. What are we talking about? It makes no yeah. sense. I hate to say it. My mom, my mom, not Italian, put the sauce on top. My mother-in-law, 
Italian sauce is all mixed yeah, up. Yeah, but why it's, would you put uh, the sauce just I, on top? Because then you eat like four or five noodles on top, and you're like, that sauce was delicious. I wish the rest of these fucking noodles would be any good. Well, you mix it yourself on the plate. Oh, well, so you you're gonna give you me a chore on a plate? Yeah. What is this? What is this <laughs> Korean barbecue? Excuse me. You're gonna bait. Oh, you, oh, look! I didn't realize we were doing fondue. Yeah. What the <laughs> fuck? Mix the sauce in a bowl, then you serve it. Yeah. Anyways, next question, Mike. I'm glad we agree on this. Uh, what is the best or worst thing about growing up? And I'm sure we could both answer that when we finally do both grow up. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. I don't have an answer to that because I'm still a baby. <laughs> Making a little baby. Best Making a little baby. I don't know. Best part and worst part. Best or worst part of growing up? Best or. You could do and, but you could either also or, just do yeah, or. You don't need to I think the worst part of growing up is realizing like, uh, how right your parents were and then still being like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> like, uh, That's so true. That's so true. The, like, oh, buddy, do I ever wish my eating habits were uh, more reined in or that I like didn't have such a an addiction to soft drinks? Absolutely. Do I wish I didn't go into the arts and instead had a steady income? Uh, yes, but I also feel like if you put me at a nine to five fucking cage, my brains would be all over the fucking ceiling of whatever building you trap me in. I well, we're working from home now, so okay. Well, come clean it up. <laughs> <laughs> Call HR. There's a cleanup in Mike's house. <laughs> clean, clean up in Mike's place. Clean up on aisle me. Uh, Mike, one more visual uh, question before yeah. we go. We move yeah. on here. There's a a, a large yep. cutout yep. in the back there. Who's that? James Dean. So remember I when I used to run a show, a variety show at Theater St. Catherine by a name that I bet you remember and you love very much? Uh, Mike Carrozza knows everybody. Yeah. You're damn right I remember that show. Uh, it was a good can, I qu- can I quickly run down the, the shows that I've done for Mike Carrozza oh over the God. years? Uh, <laughs> Mike Carrozza knows everybody. Late Night with Mike Carrozza. No, Late Mike uh, with Mike Carrozza. Late Late, late Mike with Night Carosa. Uh-huh. Uh, there was that fucking weird uh, show that you did. Travis? Um, with Travis. What was that called? Yeah, you're doing it with Mike Carosa and Travis Yeah, Cannon. you're doing it with Mike Carosa. There was Travis Cannon. Travis Cannon. Yeah, there was the show that you did at the works. Um, Figure it out with Mike Carosa. Figure it out with Mike Carrozza. Uh so many. Yeah. So there's more. I know there's more. There's like two more. I'm missing. But I don't think I know them either. Oh. There you there's go. A, oh, so good. There was one show I did you with and Walter could do a, you and Walter's missing. And that's about that's the only yeah. other one I I can remember. They're gonna say you and Walter could could do a mashup of like late knife with fight Carrozza. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, not a bad idea. Let's call LDV. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> let's call Walter first and see uh, see what he thinks. So uh, that cardboard cutout was supposed to be part of a raffle I did, and then I just forgot I had it. And uh, uh, it was a show that it was an episode of uh, of uh, Micros and Knows Everybody where like a lot went wrong. Like cops showed up because somebody who clicked attending on Facebook like had threatened to commit suicide. And uh, they were like looking for her, so they interrupted the show. And they were like, "Is Sabrina here?" And we were like, 
there's a fucking show going on, man. And they were like, is Sabrina here? And nobody was like, okay, thank you. And they left. And then I had to have the whole thing explained to me. They interrupted a bit where I had Travis on a phone call on stage, uh, but he was outside and they were like, hey, hey, like cops were snapping in his fingers like, hey, hey, speaking to him in French. And he's like, je ne parle, je ne parle, you know, was like that's. I you know he doesn't speak French, and that was the day Francois Legault decided to oh, to reinforce the French language. Yeah. Uh, now he's going to attach to uh, to James Dean, and he's never leaving. You're well, I yeah, came right. back hey, home. You keep James. I came back home in the quarantine. So like that was in my car's trunk for like years, and I like it was wrapped up and folded, <laughs> and it was like where the spare tire was. So like I was cleaning yeah. out my car before I sold it, and I moved to Toronto, and I was like, oh shit, I. I'll put this in my room downstairs and I uh, just had it there. And then I moved back here at the first bit of the quarantine and I put it up in the background. I have something fun to see for my online show that I did for a little bit, which was catching up with Carosa. <laughs> which is the last one. That... Very good at branding yourself. Look, He's man, the best. It's, it's the only best way the people business. start spelling my name properly. What's question number four, guys? Governor General Literary Award finalist Alexis Diamond wanted to know, Mike, what did you want to be when you were five years old? Stand-up comedian. Stand-up? Nice. Fucking rolls off the tongue. Doesn't even hesitate. As a five-year-old, though, what was the... Was there like... I don't. I can't imagine TV. what stand-up Look, I was I'm, allowed to I'm see. I'm answering as a ten-year-old because I don't remember anything about being five. So I'm saying, like, what's oh, the fine, first thanks. thing I remember wanting to be? Stand-up comedian. Stand-up comedian. Cool. The moment you find out it's a job, you're like, that's the best thing in the fucking world, and it's like all I wanted to do. And so I watched, I like, a uh, comedy network was on in my house all the time. So I watched stand-up, and I didn't understand it, but my dad was laughing. And then we watched whose line is it anyway? It's just like. Yeah, comedy. That's it. That's awesome. Never wanted anything else. Toyed with the idea of being a teacher for a bit, but that's just another excuse to have people pay attention to you because uh, they have to, you know. Audience that's locked in the room with you. Yeah, hundred percent. But look at you now. You're doing it with Mike Carota and Travis. Oh, that, that was another show. That was another no, show. No, no, no. Yeah, you're doing it with Mike. But that was with Travis Cannon. <laughs> And my cross. Yeah. And it was, <laughs> I remember the poster because it was a, uh, it was a, <laughs> it's a great picture. It was a, it's a picture of a child like back in like the nineties. So it, she had like the, the, the neon windbreaker uh, uh, evocative of the era. And she was at the leaning tower of Pisa, just kind of holding her hands out, like spread fingers, bare, like not looking like it's supporting like flat against where the, but like spread fingers like this. Uh, attempting to do the like le- holding up the leaning tower of Pisa, but whoever took the picture just took the picture of the kid head on with the tower just out of reach, not even close. So it looks like the kid is like upset that she's trying and not getting it at all. And uh, yeah, it just was such a funny picture. And it's yeah, that that's what we use for a poster. Ruled so funny, Power- powerful metaphor. <laughs> yeah, well, that's like that's the that's what inspired the show. Exactly. And to close things off, uh, the fifth question with Mike Carota. Uh-huh. What's the fifth question? Um, uh, oh, fuck. Uh, all I wanted. Oh man. The only thing that. Uh, okay, here's. 
Uh, the fifth question is, uh, did you enjoy Cherubic by Mike Carroll? <laughs> no. No chance. Uh, the only thing that's come to mind is literally about farts. And uh, so it's like the only question is, can you can you just give us the loudest at the top of your lungs, the loudest you can, just the loudest fart city? Just go ahead and say fart city. Like as like, though you're like this is a, we're looking for a question. Mike, we're looking for a oh, fucking dude, question. This is a, this is a demand. Okay, okay. Um, uh, Come on, you're 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 an entertainment genius. Okay, you you develop show titles out of your ass. You yeah. can't give me one goddamn question to end the podcast. I, Fine. I just wrote, "Who is the mayor of Fart City?" No, I'm the mayor of Fart City. Uh, Got Tim it. McLaughlin is the mayor of Fart Town. Um, Who is the deputy mayor? Uh, so I, okay, so I'm the one with the heart out, and I still can't figure this one out for us. Shit, it's just tough to ask a question that's like fun for people to an- answer, you know? Like I don't want to be like, how's it going? Cuz like that's my instinct is being like, what's up? Are you good? And like I don't want to be that I don't want to be like you you good? That's actually a good question. You good? How you doing? No, good? fuck doing that. Good? No. <laughs> uh okay, how about how about um what is um have you been uh okay, edit. Edit point. Edit. Have Keith, you been okay? Uh, no, hold on. Edit. Keith, don't leave this in. Leave it in, though. Don't leave it in. Yeah, Keith, yeah, don't dude, leave this no in. There's no chance I'm editing. Don't this leave ever. this in, please. Edit point. Edit I won't. Point. I won't. No, we're going we're to say, okay, like, okay, from, from the top, from the top. Okay, so fifth question is yeah. where we turn the tables yeah, yeah, yeah. and ask the guest where the question is. Yes. Mike, uh, what, what question would you like to have to ask the next guest? Do you, do you like chips? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <clears throat> it's the best I got. Favorite chips? Yeah, what's a flavor chip? Hey, what's your like? favorite chip? What's your favorite chip? Also, would you consider coming to see me and Chris at LDV <laughs> in December? No, they, they're go- people are going to. We're going to sell tickets to that. Yeah, um, exactly. Do I like get get the advanced ticket sale going now? I do have an answer for favorite chip, though. Not what surprising. Uh, uh, the purple bowl barbecue Doritos. Wow, interesting. Me, uh, Miss Vicky, salt and vinegar, baby. Yeah, buddy. All that, all day Way long. Mike, what are yours? Salt and vinegar. Period. Salt and vinegar, right? Yeah, full stop. Have a favorite brand though? Is there? Uh, uh... No, I've I've been getting a lot of Miss Vicky's salt and vinegar because they're good, but also like I just, you know what? My favorite salt and vinegar chip, and I can't find them anywhere in Montreal, which is a real shame. Lay's stacks salt and vinegar. Oh, weird. I was going to say, like, I like a, an OG bag of Lay's salt and vinegar when the chip's real big. No, you know what Mike, I like about Lay's? A, a big individual Buddy, Lay. fuck those chips. You know what I like about Lay's uh, salt and vinegar chips? When, there's, when they're burnt. When they are, like, the crispy brown chip, and it, you bite it, you, you eat it, and it tastes a little smoky. And I'm like, why don't they make the whole chip like this? Why don't they make the whole they bag? Burn the whole thing. Yeah, that's what I like. But... Lay's stacks, salt and vinegar. Can't find them near me. I've been. I've checked every. I've checked every grocery store near me. Can't find them. Go plug yourself. Episode two thirty five. It's sponsored by Lay's stacks, salt and vinegar chips. And me Lay's stacks or PayPal me <laughs> Lay's stacks. <laughs> PayPal me. Uh, you also said, Mike, you wanted to throw out. We're about to shut the show off. Yeah. Maybe this is your and you're about to jump on at nine o'clock. Even though this is yeah. on a Monday. Uh, and this will be a Thursday. You're doing Discord stuff. This is like a whole. Is this like the 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 
the wide world of my Croza Discord? Yeah, a bit of the... bit of everything. So here's here's what I do is I have a Discord. I play games with my 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 pals in the Discord chat. We play Jackbox games on Wednesdays, and I stream that. And we uh, tend to talk about like whatever we feel like. So I've got like uh, talk about horror movies and reality shows, and my podcast Bummer Boys, which is X Bummer X Boys X, like a bad hardcore band because we talk about songs that made us sad that week. And then, uh, you know, my other podcast, we didn't get a rose with uh, me and Chris Mejia. And we talk about The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. And so we have like a bunch of stuff that we just, you know, it, it's very supportive in there. And uh, I'm thinking about starting a Patreon so that I can do a uh, a Patreon exclusive podcast and revisit like old recordings and see if anybody would want to, you know, listen to that for some reason. But if they want to hear me work out a bit that i haven't heard or tried in eight years um, i bet it could be fun for some people and uh yeah my discord's a fun place to be uh my podcasts are fun my album cherubic is fun and uh i'm doing something in the discord that i can't really do but i'm just gonna say it like don't worry about it but i was in a movie that i did not like um that i didn't uh, really show up in very much that is very funny to watch because it's not particularly particularly uh edit point um so enjoyable we're watching a movie in my discord and i'm going to talk over it with my uh, with a buddy of mine that was also in it and we're we're doing that and it's going to be like a show so like a riff tracks kind of thing and uh that's happening in the discord and then also live comedy is back baby because um next week at the comedy nest um I was texting the 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 booker the owner of the comedy nest David uh, about he, he's squeezing me on for the thirtieth, and uh, that's sold out though, buddy. It's sold out, but I meant to perform. Uh, yeah, I know, but I say, but for the listener, the listener, oh, I see. This is the hot commodity that Mike Mike Kroza Well, is. get your tickets for July seventh because July seventh, I'm hosting the comedy lab at the comedy nest, and uh, hey, and I mean, the the, 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 and like- the comedy lab on. I guess that's the that's the thirtieth show, right? It's a no, it's Henwood. Henwood? Uh, I no? don't think it's a comedy Not lab comedy? that night, though. Oh yeah. Either way, that's sold out. So maybe get your tickets now because July seventh might sell out too. Because as the venues open, they're at smaller capacities. What that's the hell right. just happened? That's amazing. So this is the Come picture I was talking about. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, that's great. Uh, okay, is the Discord also on your link tree? Because I'll just link yes. to your link tree yeah, in the comments. The link on this. tree is the best way to go for it. All right. So yeah, check out the comments on this podcast post, and uh, there will be a link to Mike's link tree. Please and thank you. Thanks, Everybody loves Mike. Everybody loves. Do you have anything you want to shout out before we uh, kill this thing? Uh, you know, follow me on TikTok. I do videos there. Uh, be, what's your be, TikTok be, handle? Is Chris Vendito? Chris Vendito, baby. Uh, stay tuned for some Rose Battle news coming up soon. Ooh, yeah, uh, we're coming back. Uh, pretty much it. Awesome guys. I'm sure, I'm, sure I'll be on so much. I'm sure I'm sure I'll be on the Nesta 1.2. Blah blah blah. Yeah, baby. Blah blah blah. Comedy's back.
Thanks again for listening. Go plug yourself. As always, a big thank you to Leland Beckman and Oral Turpitude for providing all of the original music for the show. We mentioned at the beginning of the show that we'd love for you to tell your friends about the show, and honestly, that's all you really need to do. But if you're feeling particularly generous, you can support the show financially and 9to5.cc in general by going to patreon.com slash 9to5cc. You can get early access to every episode of Go Plug Yourself and other perks too. Finally, if you or someone you know has a project they'd like to plug on the show, reach out to us and let us know. You can find us on Facebook by searching 9to5cc, and we're 9to5cc on Twitter also. If everything works out, you could be the next person to sit down with Walter and I and talk about horror movies or wrestling. And I mean, also the thing that you're trying to plug. 9to5.cc. Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.